Today, I'm playing an interview with John O'Leary, who is not only the pianist and one-third of the very popular jazz trio La Lucha, but also a man with his master's and PhD in neuroscience. Listen to John's story of the tug of war he experienced between his commitment to do and be what his family wanted him to do and be, and that is be a doctor, and his growing love of and passion for jazz. It's a really interesting story, so hang on. Here come the show. Hearing from an inner voice Finding choice where there's no choice With gentle prodding from the voice Oh, you really can is about being the person you really are. Not the person other people are. Not the person you think you have to be. Not the person somebody told you you had to be or maybe even told you you were. Not even the person you may currently think you are, but the person you really are. Unfortunately, too many people have experiences in their childhood that cause them to deny important aspects of themselves. And because children are so flexible, 
Many become so good at the denial, the pretense, that they come into adulthood having forgotten important things about themselves. In my shows, I interview people who make their living or their life with an art. I do that because when you listen to them, you can hear what it sounds like to be who you really are. And in my interview today with John O'Leary, what you hear is a man who, despite the fact that he had competing calls on who he is, was able to accept and embrace all of who he is and have the courage to, as you will hear him say, follow his dream. At the end of this interview, I'm going to play a little bit of a cut from John's CD called CRISPR. But right now, to tell his story is John O'Leary. I interview people who make their living or their life with an art. Mm. The art to which it looks like you are giving your life and making your living is the art of music, uh, the art of playing. Is that accurate or would you say? I would say that uh, music is the, the way that I choose to express myself professionally. When you say professionally, does that mean the way in which I make a living? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I only ask one question. Okay. Can you tell me when music or piano called you, was interesting to you? I didn't have a choice. It was just a part of my life. My mom was a professional concert pianist when I was uh, a kid growing up, you know. And so from the womb, I was already hearing music. Uh, my mom was practicing for concerts and she's a classical pianist. She would accompany instruments. She would have solo recitals. Um, and so as I was always surrounded by music. I mean, she taught at the school that I went to school at. She taught music there. And she had private students at home. She accompanied <laughs> the, ball the ballet. So there was constantly people at my house rehearsing, um, uh, practicing, teaching, me taking okay, lessons. Okay, so when did you start your journey <laughs> towards music? Well, I'm not sure if it was towards music because it was just what oh, I wanted I, I to understand do. it's like asking yeah. a fish when yeah. you discovered water. Right. Right. And so I've, I was like a fish. I was always in the water. And I decided to pursue music professionally in high school. Okay, hold on. When did you start to learn? Music? Yeah. I was three. Oh, like okay. At the piano. But yeah, since the beginning, you know, yeah. do this and you do it. Do that and you do it. Oh, I got positive reward when I did it and negative you know, uh, repercussions when I didn't do it. So it was very important for me to develop my, my piano. My mom created a very positive atmosphere for me to learn music because there was other kids and I'd take my lesson and then they would take their lesson yeah. and then we would play together while somebody else was taking a lesson. So I really enjoyed that. That's what I did. It was right. like, imagine growing up in... Um, a Jewish family and you go to a Hebrew school oh, that's right and right. it's it's not like you say ah you know I think I want to learn Hebrew today <laughs> yeah. but your your kid your friends learn Hebrew you learn Hebrew so everyone's in that life yeah. and then at some point you say oh this is interesting I'd like to learn that and I remember the first time I asked my mom I didn't realize this until just now because you asked the question but I had to think about it and the first time I asked my mom I wanted to learn this piece was a Mozart sonata. I'd heard her play it. 
And I thought, oh, this is beautiful. I want to learn to play that. And I learned like the first section of it, the first part of the sonata. Are you saying that was when you were in high school or? This, I was 10 and I wanted to learn that sonata and it was hard. My mom's like, no, you're not ready for it. And I'm like, I don't care. I want to learn this. Yeah. And so she said, okay. I did, after that piece, I didn't pursue other pieces. I actually quit practicing after I learned that piece. Yeah. So now take me to high school when you, yeah. yeah. So after that, uh, a few years later, this was in Mexico, by the way. Uh -huh. I grew up, I was born in Mexico. My mom's Mexican, my dad's American. In summer of 98, we moved here uh, to Florida. I went to uh, Stewart Middle School and it was a traditional like band program in American education. Uh, There's no piano, it's all wind instruments and percussion. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, so then, uh, I couldn't read very well because I just learned what I had to learn because I wanted or I had to. And after I learned that, you know, I wouldn't practice like reading. So I couldn't, if there was a piece for me to play, I couldn't really play it. This is high it. school, you still. Yeah, yeah, I still can't read well. Really? <laughs> yes, I'm a terrible sight reader. So if you want to be in the band, which I did because I wanted, I wanted to be in music. Uh -huh. And, uh, I was tired of playing by myself. I wanted to play with other kids. Uh, and there was no like way for me to play music with other people. Uh, so at that point, it was like, okay, I'm, um, I'll play the tuba. So I learned <laughs> to play the tuba. So I did the tuba for 10 in 99. I started high school. I did the whole, the whole, my whole career in high school, I played the tuba and I played in the concert band and I played the sousaphone and marching band. And then my Even though you had trouble reading? I mean, you still have to I read did, for the tuba. Yes, but when you, the tuba plays only one note, and so I could read, you know, multiple notes at the same time. And also in middle school, you know, they don't really, like, lay it on thick for you. You yeah. know, you're starting. Yeah. It was my first time playing the tuba ever, you know. And so it was very, like, um, you just start from the beginning. They have these methods that are used probably everywhere. Uh, and you just work through the methods and... And little by little, you, you do it. And then um, in 10th grade, I started the jazz band playing piano. I didn't know anything about jazz, and I didn't have any jazz lessons. Uh, but they would, I would just try to read some of the music. I was bad at it, but I could take home and work on it. And I would, we were, it was just big band stuff. We read a lot of big band charts. Um, and I... Um, and and I listened to to jazz, so I I it kind of started my jazz journey, uh, but it wasn't. I didn't know much about it, and I wasn't like super into it quite yet. Oh, it's so interesting how long it took you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, because you play like you've been playing all oh, your life, thank and you. then you know you play like jazz is the water you were in, thank and you. then you know you play like. Jazz is the water you were in, and oh, it's so you. not. <laughs> it's, no, I, uh, I actually did not make my decision to pursue a full-time career in music until five years ago. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, so, okay, so take me back. You're in high school. Yeah. You, somehow you wind up in the jazz band on the piano. And the tuba and the for tuba. the concert band. And the tuba for the concert band. So I'm doing both. And marching band, so I was a full-on band nerd. Music, and, music, music. Yes, and uh, I was a smart kid. I I was taking taking like um, advanced biology and honors math and 
Not definitely not honors English because I was uh, I was a Mexican kid, yeah, yeah, you know, right. in America, and so even though my name is John Clarence O'Leary the <laughs> Third, I was born and raised, and so uh, I struggled with English yeah. uh, from the verbal um, like reading and comprehension and vocabulary, and you know I could have you know. I had no problems like speaking or anything like that. Language arts. Mm -hmm. So language arts was difficult for me. Yeah. Um, writing well and all of that. I, had, I didn't know anything about that at that point. And uh, yeah, so it was hard. Uh, but math and science were easy-ish. Uh, I was good at it. I liked it. Um, and so uh, I graduated high school. Uh, and that last year in high school, it was like, well, what do I want to do? And I wanted to be an orchestral tubist. Uh, in 11th grade, I made the Allstate Jazz Band, uh, the Allstate um, Concert Band or Symphonic Band, whatever it's called. Um, so I was like, oh, I must, I must be good at this if I made, you know, a state-wide uh, band. So I never expected that. Um, uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, I was definitely not very good at jazz. Uh, I couldn't, because I was in the jazz band, we'd go to competitions, and I just played my part and kind of noodled around on the blues. I could play like blues scale and blues, bluesy-ish stuff. Uh, but that's about as much as I could do. And so um, I couldn't, I really couldn't play. Yeah. You know, it's just just good enough to to be the pianist in my rinky-dink high school jazz band. Because <laughs> it was a small town. There's not that many people living there. And so, you know, when, when you get somebody, that, you know, it's very hard as a band director to try to, find musicians to fill all the different things that programs that you have in okay your but you're enjoying it oh yeah i'm having fun <laughs> yeah. we would go to the lions club and we do gigs in the middle of the day <laughs> they would get me out of school and you know they have a piano they have a piano there so we would just play mm -hmm. little darling <laughs> splanky we played um great stuff count basie uh and even some more modern big bad voodoo daddy arrangements and i couldn't play anything but <laughs> it was good to hear the music mm -hmm. you know um and you were clearly enjoying it i was yeah, loving right. it i right. loved the band right. it kept me out of trouble it, it, my friends were in band you know every my the band was my entire life in back in the water of music right yeah mm -hmm. and so it wasn't that it was you know like i met these kids that were like all about jazz piano when they're like 10 and they're taking professional, right, they're right. taking lessons with professional guys, and they're they already know they're gonna be jazz pianists, right? When they're ten, twelve, I didn't <laughs> know until I was like twenty eight, you know. Well, okay, so you graduate from high school and and I went to University of South Florida. There was a really great tuba player that he was a teacher there. Um, his name is Jay Hunsberger, and uh, he accepted me into his. You studio. went there as a music student. As a music student and a science student, <laughs> I was a double major in chemistry and uh, tuba performance. This at is the a beginning. very, this is a very unusual combination. Yeah, tuba I, I did what I wanted and I did what I had to do. Yes, <laughs> my family were uh, uh, graciously paying for my education and giving me a tremendous opportunity to go to to have the college experience. Uh -huh. And uh, I know many kids have to work and take one class at a time and, and piece together a college education. And yeah. I was, 
extremely fortunate to live in college, to be there, to just be a college student and not have the responsibility of being an adult. And also to play the, work, to play the music. Yeah, I just played music yeah. and I took classes and I was like, I would be more than happy to take whatever classes you want me to do and to be able to just be in school. And uh, it was awesome. I loved college. It was like a wonderful, wonderful. High school is hard from the social aspect. Mm -hmm. um, it took me uh, a while to uh, become uh, socially um, happy. <laughs> I really was not happy from a social perspective in high school. Well, it must, I mean, there's a culture sh thing going Huge on. Huge culture there, right? shift. Yeah. And it takes time to to adapt and learn. Yeah. Um, to get comfortable in it, to know what's expected, yeah. to yeah. learn the rituals and all that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. And so high school was rough uh, from that perspective. And another reason why the music was so important. Because yes. when you were there, you didn't have to worry. I mean... Right, we're just playing music. Yeah, you know? exactly right. You didn't... There were not things that were so difficult for you to do. Right. Right. Right, I was good at it and yeah. I enjoyed it. And so then in college, I did tuba. I did a minor in tuba performance. Okay, uh, hold on. Yeah. Come on. Okay, so I'm here with... In college, and I'm pursuing a degree in tuba. I'm pursuing a degree in chemistry. Um, I'm also doing undergraduate research and chemistry and one of my people that lived close next to me he was into jazz a lot and he was in the jazz program and he's like hey um check out this recording you really need to listen to this oh what is it it's called kind of blue miles davis uh you know my teacher um told me you know to listen to this so i i think you should listen to it too so i was like oh cool so i was listening to kind of blue and he was like uh, telling me oh go to the library and uh, you can check out jazz CDs. So I would go, who does that nowadays? <laughs> but um, yeah, these kids today do not know what it's like to take your laptop to the library, check out a CD, and burn it into your computer so you can have it forever. Uh -huh. yes. And uh, now everything's on Spotify at any time you want to listen to something. So then, um, it's so interesting. Uh, I'm sure... Uh, other generations say the kids that burn <laughs> CDs don't know what it's like to buy an LP right. and listen to it till it till you can't listen, listen to it to anymore, anymore, and then you have to buy it again yeah, right. so you can listen to it some more. <laughs> so there you go. Every generation has its uh, climbing uh, uphill both ways. Uh -huh. um, so um, somehow, little by little, I jazz kept creeping in more and more and more and more until it culminated into this, like, I have to try to become, I have to try to, like, do jazz at school. Um, so I, I applied. Do you, to, do you remember that? Yes. Yes, very much, because I was an adult. I was already 19 years old. It was like, you know, I, I was in the tuba world 2003, 2004, that spring, fall, spring semester, for sure. Very much into tuba. And then that summer, I, I changed from a B-flat tuba to a C tuba. And that C tubas have a much uh, more down, much warmer. And I was really into the tuba that second year in college, at least that first five or six months. And But during that time, I was also listening to jazz. And so I was playing around. There was a piano in the tuba studio room where we... We, we would go, we had a key to the room, 
and we would put our tubas there, historic, because this is school's tubas, and you'd go there to practice, and there was a piano there, and so I would sit and uh, pretend that I played jazz uh, on the piano, <laughs> uh, you know, and I would also, because I, I still like playing the piano, I just didn't do it very much, um, and, uh, and played the tuba, and I was learning, I was really into the tuba, I really enjoyed it, um, and I was gung-ho, I'm going to become an orchestral tuba player, and I was working on my orchestral excerpts, and I was taking lessons, and I was, you know, meeting and trying to network and all this stuff, and um, and during the process, yeah, so my love for jazz is growing as I'm pursuing my education, um, and I, it culminates in me saying, hey, I would like to learn jazz from a teacher, like, actually like try to learn jazz and become a better player and so um i didn't know how to play uh and i didn't play very well uh at all like nothing so um they put me in a combo at usf so that i could uh have somewhere to play with the, the most beginner combo they had and they put me in piano lessons with Perry danielson uh so it was like I, the, it was for me to prepare to audition uh, if I wanted to, to be accepted in the jazz program if I wanted to. So I was like, oh, this is great. So I did tuba and jazz and chemistry. I was learning, five, six months happened. We had to do our little jazz combo recital uh, at the end of the semester. Um, and our drummer couldn't make it. And so Mark Feynman sat in and play. That's when I met Mark for wow. the first time. Mm -hmm. And we came out of that and I said, wow, you sounded so good. I've never, I've never played with a good drummer before. Yeah. And it's like, oh, thank you. It was nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. um, and then a few weeks later, we ran into each other and you know, I was like, hey, what are you up to? What are you doing? And he's like, oh, um, I'm doing well. What am I like? Oh, I'm going to New York to see jazz. And I was like, you are? He's like, yeah. I'm. Uh, I have my sister lives there, and she. We're gonna, I'm gonna stay with her, and uh, you know Sam Dolling. I was like, yeah, I know Sam. He's, we. He lives right next door to me. We've been listening to music together. He told me to listen to Kind of Blue and all this stuff, and so oh, he's going with me. Get out of here. I want. I want to go. And Mark, he is such a kind and loving person. He was like. Come with us. Let me talk to my sister. And, <laughs> and if we can find space in her house for one more person, I'll send you my flight information. And, uh, and you can buy a ticket. I said, okay, deal. Wow. So, um, like, yeah, we can, we can make it work if you want to come. And here's my ticket information. So I bought my ticket. <laughs> he was not expecting to, for me to do that. And then, like, like, two days later, I was like, hey, I got my ticket. I'm so excited. <laughs> He's like, you did? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> it's a party. So um, because we had Sam Dolling as a mutual friend of ours, the three of us went to New York and we went to the 55 bar to listen to Wayne Krantz. And we went to um, the Village Vanguard to, to listen. We were just trying to hit all the jazz scopes we could and see as many famous jazz people all the people in the recordings that we loved and later after that trip i went to visit my grandfather and he had all these jazz cds 
I had no idea that my grandpa was a jazz fan. And he loved, he loved jazz. And um, he, um, he, uh, he had all these records, CDs and LPs of jazz. And Which grandfather was this? My dad's grandpa. He uh, lived in Texas, yeah. in Lake Jackson. He was a, a radiologist, a medical doctor. And uh, he, was, he was paying for my college. He must have been tickled that you were falling in love with jazz. Well, yes and no. As long as it didn't interfere with my studies. Yeah, right. Because uh, he loved music. He yeah. had a piano at home. He had an upright, and he loved to play. And he had an organ, and he enjoyed very much uh, music. And he loved it. He was a big supporter of the arts. Uh, but you know, he just wanted me to be able to make a living. Right. Yes. Um, and uh, he grew up in the 1930s, so. Making a living was very important. Well, and he, he did essentially what he was asked. He put me through school. Um, he was just a um, very, very wonderful man. I love him very much. I miss him. And, uh, you know, he felt that I. it was important for me to have a career. For him, college was not like go to college just to go to college. It was, this is what you need to do to, because in order to have a professional career right. as a uh, anything. Right, that would make you a living. Right. right. That would take care of you. Right. right, right. Unless I was an entrepreneur or something. Right. I would have to be, uh, have a, some kind of professional license right. that requires a college degree. Right. For him, it was a, a means to an end. And so I could study music and anything I wanted as long as that means to the end was also accomplished. Right. And, and I, I understood, and I, I, I wasn't happy about it, but uh, looking back at it, I completely, I'm a father now, so I, I get it. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, when I got, I went to visit him after I visited New York, um, and uh, he had this Marin McPartland uh, record with Bill Evans. Oh. And it was <laughs> an interview for her show. Yeah. Uh, that she had the jazz piano. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was really amazing that I was listening to Bill Evans. I was reading the Bill Evans biography and I was like deep into Bill Evans listening to him and how beautiful his music is. My my piano teacher loves Bill Evans. Who doesn't so, love Bill Evans? Right? <laughs> and so um, my, my piano teacher loves Bill Evans. Who doesn't so, love Bill Evans? Right? <laughs> and so... Um, I was into that and I heard that and that became like a culmination. I heard all this music. I have to go to college to, uh, to study jazz. I'm going to quit the tuba. Oh my God. So I came back from that trip and I, I, I signed up to audition to the jazz program and I announced to my family that I will major in piano, jazz, not tuba. And they were as long as the chemistry is done, it's all good. <laughs> right, right, have right, fun. right, right, right. I was like, all right. So now I was piano in the tuba. I finished my minor in tuba, and I never played it again. <laughs> wow. Least, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is responsible for having gotten you in the band in the first place. I mean, in the band in the first place. Yeah, we were all the, the music. We, I was right. in the school of music, and it was all there. Right. Yeah. No, I mean when you were a kid, that if you hadn't played the tuba, you wouldn't have been in the band. Which means I probably wouldn't have been at the School of Music. That's what I mean, Which right. I would have never met Mark and Alejandro, and yeah. I would have never loved jazz. And so Mark uh, is very directly responsible to helping, uh, 
helping me fall in love with his music. Yeah. So, okay, so you That trip to New York was, like, a huge turning point for me. That trip to New York was, like, a huge turning point for me. No kidding. And and serendipitous. Yeah. Right? That we are... Because Mark, best friends and uh, we exactly. played in the band together it, yeah. 10 years, 12, 13 years later. Well, so how did that happen? Um, okay, so now 2005, um, wait, three, four, fall semester of 2005, I am starting as a jazz piano studies major. Mm-hmm. Great. Chemistry and jazz and I have a combo. Great. 2006 comes in spring semester um i have a combo i'm with alejandro and mark how did that happen um how did that happen randomly ah randomly of course you, you oh in school in oh school. you just got put together with them uh we were like we had an assignment and we would do it and then we'd work on things together and then he's like hey um why don't we work on an arrangement of something Sure. So we um, and there was this room 107. We would rehearse. We'd have combos. We would have master classes. And room 107. Um, so play together. Work on time. Uh, work on chord changes. Work on creating arrangements. Uh, and we did that for four years. Wow. We just we we just hey you wanna hang out yeah good okay let's go to 107. Yeah. All right. You know, oh, there's somebody in there. Okay, let's wait till they're gone. Go to the practice room, do something, then go back to 107. They had a, a grand piano there, a Yamaha. So we'd work on there and do the thing. So you guys, so by the time you graduated, you were already very tight. Yes. <laughs> I mean, having yes. spent all this time. Yes, by the right? time we graduated, we had already, we went to uh, France and Italy with the USF big band uh, and combos. We were we did a tour there, and it was my first tour ever. Um, it was 10 days, and it was one of the, it was, at that point it was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever, most amazing experience I've ever had in my life. Um, we played at the 2007 Umbria Jazz Festival. Mm. Uh, I got to see um, uh, one of my jazz heroes, Brad Meldow, play live with Pat Metheny. Mm-hmm. And it was like absolutely like amazing. We got to see uh, uh, Eric Alexander. Um, we got to see Sonny Rollins. <laughs> oh my God! You know, um, and so in Italy. Mm-hmm. So first of all, we're in Europe. My mm-hmm. first time in Europe, mm-hmm. and it's with jazz. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and so and so, are you now thinking about doing something with the chemistry? Um, uh, not professionally, only so now artistically. At this, at this point, are you thinking about music professionally? What I only do music professionally. No, no, at that point when you graduated. So at that point when I graduated, um, I, so my junior year, I was still thinking I was like pre-med because that was the goal to be a medical right? doctor, right? I was pre-med, Right. Uh, so I was a chemistry major with the with the goal of going to medical school. Okay, hold on. Okay. okay. Yeah. So my love for jazz is growing as I'm pursuing my education. Okay. So you're still thinking medical school. My junior year in college. 
Yeah. And um, it was tough. I, I took, I was taking full-time uh, yeah. chemistry, you know, and physics, and uh, I was taking calculus, and uh, plus music, and practicing, and lessons, and I was doing undergraduate research in the chemistry lab on the weekends. I was at the Honors College. I was a busy kid. Yeah. Um, so then, finally, it was my senior year, and it was time for me to graduate. I had just came back from Italy and France, and I was like I, on a high. I got to see Richard Bona. Uh, I got to see him play, which I just met recently in Miami, and I got to see um, Gilberto Gil. Uh, and I got to see um, so many different musicians there. And I came back and it was like, oh, uh oh, this has to be my life. Uh. You know, like this has to be my life. Um, uh, what am I going to do? No kidding. I, I promised my family I was going to be a doctor, but I don't want to be a doctor. I want to <laughs> be a jazz musician. Um, well, funny thing how life finds a life is interesting it just things happen and you have to adapt yes um i developed uh, a lateral epicondylitis which is the the um medical term for tennis elbow <laughs> so it's inflammation of the epicondyle the lateral Ooh. epicondyle tendon and you have in your arm uh, playing too much maybe going to the gym Maybe the stress of taking seven million mm -hmm. hours right. in right. college all combinated, culminated in me getting this horrible injury. Uh, I couldn't play. Oh, my God. So I couldn't apply for graduate school. No, you couldn't play. Before, I had these plans that I wanted to study with Kenny Barron. Oh. Kenny Barron is uh, one of the greatest jazz musicians ever. And uh, he's uh, an incredible pianist and uh, musician and I thought I want to study with him and I knew um, uh, I told uh, my current teacher at that moment was Chris Rottmeyer and he was friends with Jeff Rupert um, and he said hey let me give you Jeff's number he knows Kenny um, maybe you know he can find a way for you to study with him okay cool so I called Jeff Jeff was like incredibly uh, kind and gracious to me and he said yeah man I'll get up with Kenny uh, you know let's let's stay in touch and we'll let me know when you're graduating what we can do okay uh, so then I um, I developed this injury so I was like I'm not gonna go to graduate school for piano. I'm not gonna go to New York and study jazz I was heartbroken and I had to choose something my dad was like well um, it's too late for medical school. You would have to, you know, take your test and do this and all of that. So why don't you apply for the PhD program in research at the medical school? You know, he said uh, neuroscience is very big right now. And and you had been doing research? In chemistry, yeah. Okay. Not in biology. Not in, no. In chemistry. And, and so he said maybe, you know, medical, biomedical research could be a way for you to uh, stay in school and um, earn a, a graduate degree and, you know, be a, still a, an academic scientist. Amazing. And I said, okay, let me give it a try. So I, I took my GRE, I applied, um, and in 2008, um, 
I graduated with my, uh, I did not finish my chemistry degree because I ran out of money and time. And I was like, this is it. You know, you got to go to, um, you got to graduate with whatever you have. So I have a undergraduate degree in jazz piano performance. Um, <laughs> and, a, and a PhD in. And a master's and a PhD in neuroscience. <laughs> yeah. And so I went to graduate school, 2008. I'm a brand and a master's and a PhD in neuroscience. And so I went to graduate school, 2008. I'm a brand new a PhD student at the College of Medicine at University of South Florida, and I am learning about science and to be how to become an academic scientist. And so um, I couldn't play, so I wasn't thinking about playing or worried about playing. And um, little by little, I started playing a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, I stopped playing almost a year. Um, Mark went to... We, at this point, La Lucha was not La Lucha yet. We were called the 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 Jazz Standard. That was the name of our group. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alejandro was just freelance uh, jazz bass player. I was in graduate school for science. Mark was in, in New York. Finish in at SUNY, at SUNY Purchase, finishing his undergraduate in jazz drum performance. Mm, it must have been during that period. We had a friend named Kim Perling, and he was playing at um, Mitchell's Fish Market. He had four nights a week, Wednesday through Saturday, and he would ask me to, it was three-hour gig, and he'd say, hey, John, could you sub for me uh, sometime? So I did one date. Okay, fine. That was it. Then later on, he asked me, oh, can you do another date? And I became like a sub. That was the only time I was playing was occasional uh, one-off type of gig. And then, in 2009, I don't remember exactly when, must have been, he moved to L.A., and um, when he left, um, I played that gig. So I was now the pianist at Mitchell's Fish Market, but only two nights a week. It's like, okay, great. So I And you're playing, still in graduate school. And still in graduate school. So um, I was back in music after... Almost a year of not being in music. I guess it must have been less than that because I did my graduate recital in May and then I applied to the School of Music and uh, to the School of Medicine in 2008 uh, in August. So then from maybe, maybe six months I didn't play. Maybe a little bit. But I wasn't uh, pursuing performance in any way in that time or playing professionally very much that I can remember. Um... Um, I, I need to stop you because we're going to yeah. have to stop soon, and I, I want to hear the rest of this, and because yeah. um, I need to be where I'm going at one thirty. Okay. But um, so capsulize it for me. Yeah. Um, so then. Do you graduate? You I gra- graduated with my in two thousand and nine. I got a gig playing two nights a week, and once I went into music even a little bit, um, I met my wife playing the piano. She loved that I played the piano, and so she um, uh, was talking to me, and she liked knacking Cole, and, uh, and I was like, oh, that's so cool, and, and, and then we started dating, and then Mark came back from New York uh, that summer of 2009, and that's when we became a lucha, and I... And uh, uh, did you, did you, you're still in school? I'm still in school, and we recorded our first album, uh, Cup of Fuzzy Water. 
And then um, I wasn't sure if I, if I wanted to be a professional musician or a professional scientist. I, I really loved neuroscience. Biomedical research was awesome. And I loved it. And in 2012, I was thinking I was going to become a postdoctoral fellow when I graduated. And um, and then my wife and I got married. Um, And uh, and then my wife got pregnant. Uh 2013, Samantha got pregnant. Isaiah was on the way. And I was about to graduate with my Ph.D. And I had to decide what I was going to do. Yet again, life. Mm-hmm. yet again, I was almost 28, I was 27, and finally, I had postponed this decision until the last minute, okay, and for me, the deciding factor was, I want to be able to lead my son by example, and I said, if I want him to pursue his dreams, I need to show him what that's like. Wow. This is so brave. Oh, thank you. No kidding. It is so brave. Thank you. Um, and so you um, essentially gave your life to the to La Lucha and to the to, to being a musician. Yep. And to you... 2013, I was like, okay. The moment that I knew that I could do it if I wanted to, was the summer of 2012 when La Lucha recorded our sophomore album uh, entitled La Lucha and uh, with June Bustamante. Uh, we featured her on vocals and um, that's when I knew. We had our CD release party at the Palladium. Uh, Paul Wilborn took a chance on these three goofy kids uh, from St. Pete and said, hey, Sure, put on a show. See what happens. We sold like 40 or 50 CDs. And that night, people were giving us a standing ovation. I'd never experienced that. <laughs> and I, after the show, I looked at Al and I said, Oh my gosh, we could actually do this. <laughs> and more for him, it was he knew that because he's always been a professional musician. Mm-hmm. There was no, never any doubt that he was going to do music. Um, but for me, I still didn't know. But it was the realization: this is what my life could be like. And eventually, I made the decision when Isaiah was uh, on his way to Earth. <laughs> and um, yeah. And now, five years later, uh, last night, I shared the stage with Randy Brecker, yes. with Ken Paplowski, mm-hmm. uh, Randy Sankey, James Suggs, La Lucha, um, Charles Turner, who's an amazing voic- vocalist. He just, and you wow. will share the, um, the stage coming up with more. More artists. More and more and more. Um, with Bill Charlotte, I'm an, Huge fan of Bill Charlap uh, and Dick Hyman. And Dick Hyman. Uh, I, I had the chance to share the stage with Dick uh, three years ago, four years, five years ago, 24. With Bill Charlap, I'm a huge fan of Bill Charlap uh, and Dick Hyman. And Dick Hyman. Uh, I, I had the chance to share the stage with Dick uh, three years ago, four years, five years ago, 2014. Uh, November of 2013, 14, we did a, he was, he asked, um, us to play with him 
and we did a concert with La Lucha featuring Dick Hyman, and we did four hands on the piano. Oh my God! Yes, yes, and uh, he's cousins with Bill Charlotte. I know. Um, and so I met Bill a few years later, uh, which I never in my wildest dreams thought I would meet Dick or Bill. Uh, and the fact that it was like that was amazing. But all that happened after I had already made this decision to become right, 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 a jazz right, musician. Right. It's so interesting how that happens. But it took me a long time to figure it out. No, that's absolutely right. Yeah. But um, uh, but now I'm in it. Now it's like I know, I see my goal. I know what I want, and it's a matter of uh, keep um, you know keep uh, practicing, keep getting better, and uh, keep um, working at this career thing. Um, that's that actually is a perfect place to stop. <laughs> Thank you so much, John. Thank you. My God. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so you're still thinking medical school. My junior year in college. In order to be the role model he wanted to be for his son, to be able to encourage his son to follow his dream, John did too. When you listen to John O'Leary, it is my hope that you are asking yourself, have I followed my dream? Have I had the courage to do what I needed to do, even if it meant not being who someone else wanted me to be? Am I doing with my life what I know I was meant to do? Do I feel about my life the way John feels about his? Well, if you do, of course, I am happy for you, but if you, aren't, then the Lynn Show is about saying it may not be too late to recapture what you might have left behind. As always, I hope you got something from this show that you can use, something that inspired you, something that tickled you, something that you learned that you didn't know, something that will help you on the journey to being the person you really are. I'm getting older My hair is turning 
I may have gotten 